the Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast post-match reaction to Crystal Palace's 2-1 defeat uh, away at Leicester City. I only said Filbert Street then, that'd have been a good one, wouldn't it? <laughs> Old school. <laughs> not, not quite Filbert Street, the King Power. Um, yeah, we're here to uh, talk about the Palace game as always. I am joined by my brother Luke. Luke, how are you? All right, thanks Matt. Got a cup of tea. It's been a long time since I've seen you boys as well, so which is nice, despite the result. 16 days, 16 days. Kevin, I've missed you. How are you? Oh, mate, I've missed you boys big time. But uh, lovely to see you on a Monday night. Just wish we were we were, we were talking not about defeat, but, uh, but there you go. So good to see you boys. Good to see you. Yep. And hope uh, our listeners are all doing well. Uh, don't forget, as always, at Six Pointer Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can catch us there. And don't forget to subscribe to the usual podcast feed as well to catch the pods as soon as they come out. Which is what everyone listening here has done. It's probably about half past ten on Monday night, and they they've got they've got that that notification. The pods available, and they've downloaded it straight away. So well done, congratulations! <laughs> well done, congratulations to all those people, and for all you uh, non-sadders out there, well done for listening many days later. Uh, so yeah, guys, we're listening. Uh, we're listening. We're here to talk about a Palace defeat. Do you know what? I was actually quite pleased with the performance tonight. Um, for once, we started off quite well, right, Luke? You know, we went toe-to-toe with Leicester, I think, at the start of it. And there were a few grumbles, maybe, on social media in terms of the the unchanged lineup, or a couple of reasons that you could have changed things or could have not. But, you know, we were called in last game for maybe Eze to have a, have a rest out of the team and maybe you put sort of PVA, give him a rest as well. Look, Eze... Eze I guess, justified his own position in, in the team by that fantastic through ball for, for the first goal, Wolf's goal. But yeah, we started really brightly. And let's not forget, this is a team that's third in the league we were playing. And I thought that, that little bit of quality that they have more than us showed at the end of the day. I'm going to pick up on that point then about the starting 11. Kev, that, that starting 11 and the bench, so say if that's what you've got to pick with, what would you do differently? Uh, if I'm honest, Matt, mostly not a lot because I kind of remember 16 days ago and what we were doing. So <laughs> I must admit, I it, I was more, I suppose, I, I thought the fact that we adjusted the formation was sensible for there. And I think that was absolutely justified by the first half performance. I have to say, I think it's been one of our best first half performances of the whole season. Uh, you know, apart from possibly Man United at the start of the season, I thought we were, I thought our intensity was excellent. I thought the work rate of the players was 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 couldn't be faulted, and I know Jamie Vardy had a couple of early sighters, but I, I thought we were very comfortable. And as Luke said, this is a team that are third, uh, have just got to a cup final, and I thought we made them look very ordinary. Um, obviously, second half slightly different, but I, w- I was incredibly pleased with the way we were playing. And you may recall we we did the pod last year during lockdown after Leicester, and we were all seething. So I'm disappointed that we've lost, but I I I. I don't think we could have done a lot different in that first half and even the second half, really. I mean, let's be honest, it is a, it's a quality strike that wins the game. You know, you, you, could, you could argue, I think, Scott Dan possibly could have closed it down. But I thought Scott Dan had a fantastic game, as a lot of our players did. So, disappointed, but I wouldn't have changed too much about the formation, actually, Matt. But as I said, I can't remember 16 days ago, let alone what our formation should have been. Well, Roy was very critical, wasn't he, after the Chelsea game, particularly at the start. And obviously, we conceded those first, those two goals very, very early in that game. 
and and tonight you could say that the selection justified and and obviously the reaction you got out of them justified it because the start to the game was really positive in Palace. Like you say, Kev, the intensity was there. I thought Palace got up and at them, which given they are the away team, given Leicester's what fourth place in the league, you know, so on and so forth, was a very very positive for Palace uh, position to Palace to, to to be coming out at. And I think out of the blocks quick was good, and then we got the goal. Um, or it was part mm. of it anyway. And I, and I thought that the move for the goal was really, really good. In fact, it started, I think, just inside their own half, didn't it? With Ben yeah. K winning the ball. And I know there's a mm. talk for a foul. That Tilleman spends more time on the floor rolling around than anything else in, in tonight's game. But, you know, I, I, think, I think I thought we started really strongly and, and that physically um, uh, showed in, 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 in the goal. And, and I, I thought it was a lovely through ball from Eze as well, really well weighted. And, and Wilf yeah. does, does the business, right? Yeah, yeah Tekka's showing his bit, uh, showing his uh, work rate in the middle of the pitch there, you say, to create a chance in the first place. And it was a great ball from, from Eze. But let's not forget also the the timing of the run from Wilf, who's got a sort of timing his man against a Leicester defence that a couple of times were trying to step up and pull that offside trap. So Wilf did well there and, and Kasper couldn't quite keep it out there. I'm sure we'll come on to it as well, but another time that Palace were through on goal in, 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 the, in the second half. Um, where everyone was probably screaming at their TV for Ryder to either hit it or... I, 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 I'm not sure quite what happened there. Um, Kevin, let, let me ask you. I mean, if you're Gyro, are you not thinking I'm just going to lace this or are you, are you thinking uh, I'm trusting Benteke to get there before Evans? Well, if I, I know obviously we've gone straight on to it, but I, I think from my point of view, no, 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 I, I'm just thinking, I think Gyro's made a fantastic run. Let's be honest, the ball to find Gyro is outstanding. Gyro's run, he's mostly put a lot in to get there. And I, I think he just, as, as they said on the commentary, just doesn't back himself. But then if you're not going to back yourself, make sure that the pass you lay into Benteke has enough on it to reach him. To do neither, which is what he did, and it's not a massive mega criticism, but let's be honest, if that goes in, we don't lose the game tonight. Oh. Uh, and, you know, I know we could come on and say Benteke had a free header from a corner a little bit later, but, you know, th- these type of chances don't come against these clubs very often. And, and I, th- I think the minute we didn't score from that, I feared the worst because I felt, I don't know your feelings, Matt, but I felt we just dropped deeper and deeper and deeper and we're almost inviting the pressure. And although, you know, the goal was, was a very good more been in the first half. I think he should have put his laces through it. Sorry, Luke, I didn't answer your question. <laughs> I, I, th- I, thought, I thought the first half from Palace perspective was positive throughout. I, I, I felt that, you know, we had a couple of chances. But to be fair, Leicester had their own uh, chances, didn't they? There was a couple quite early on over the top where Vardy got got uh, sort of away, and the kind of the first half kind of petered out a little bit. From, from Palace's perspective, I thought we were probably the better team in the first half. Second half, it was a completely different uh, turnout from Leicester, and Palace had to deal with a very different side um, as part of that. And I, and I felt that the two changes Leicester made in the I think sort of the, in the middle of the part made did make a big difference to to the team. I think Palace towards the end looked a little bit deflated, and it was it was as if the goal was coming, the second goal. Um, I, I, I did kind of feel it was a bit inevitable. Can I ask you, boys, what, what are your views on the substitutions tonight? Because this is, this is what interested me. Because obviously we conceded the second goal and then, is that right? And then we made the subs. Two of the subs. I, don't... I think he'd made one sub already before that. Yeah, I mean, I think Andros for AU, kind of you can understand because they're both playing on the right. But 
I don't really understand the, the McCarthy for Luca substitution when you've just conceded the goal. I, I mean, surely there's your opportunity there to mix it up and go for the game because you've got nothing to lose because you're literally losing already. But you're not uh, going to take Ride. You're not going to take Riderworld and Luca or Fire. You leave yourself nothing in the middle. So McCarthy. Well, really came off the shot, didn't he? Well, either way, it's, he's, he's, what he's done is he's, he's, he's taken off two defensive midfielders, brought one back on, and brought another attacking player instead. Yeah, so my question is, do you not think maybe a Batshuayi or a Mateta would have been a better substitution there? Instead of Schlapp? No, I, I'm, I'm saying Luca for McCarthy, McCarthy was the one that puzzled me. Um, I think that perhaps if you're going to take Luca, perhaps you put another attacking player on um, and you ask uh, Andros to drop a little bit back, a little bit deeper, and you put someone like Mateta or Batshuayi up front. Because you're, you're chasing the game, aren't you there, Kev? Yeah, I, th- I think you're right, Luke. I think you're chasing the game. I mean, I was surprised. I mean, I was surprised that Jeff didn't come on slightly earlier. I know it's only a minute or two different, but, you know, when, when we've conceded the goal, I would have liked to have seen us make the change almost immediately at that point. Um, yeah, you could have put a forward on, um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe he was fearful that they might still get something on the break. And let's be honest, they could have had a couple after that you know other than sort of Jamie Vardy squaring one when he did very well to stay on his feet and Scott Stan did well not to foul him um, so I, I don't know maybe he was just trying to protect it for the last few minutes but I was surprised I thought I thought we would have seen Jeffrey earlier tonight anyway personally sluppy um, and uh, yeah I, I didn't quite get McCarthy coming on for for, for Luca because I thought Luca did okay really tonight but uh, I don't know it's a strange one here yeah, it didn't didn't really go yeah. for it the way I thought the way I thought we could and, and you know and and I think if you if you are possibly Mateta definitely possibly Batswai who obviously hasn't played since he scored that goal couldn't play against Chelsea I think he would have might have been thinking there's ten minutes to go throw me on because that's what he did didn't he not that long ago when he came on and scored for us so I don't know frustrating one for us that, that, that was my thinking there Kevin if I'm honest I'm I'm surprised well I'm not surprised that the right reader word sub because he was booked and and I think was it even in the first half well no in the second half he was sort of needlessly giving away a couple of fouls and I've been quite critical of Gyro's performances of the plate um, or last few games and, and perhaps suggested that he needed to, to sort of arrest out the team but I think he showed a bit more intensity, intensity today but then gave away a few needless fouls one resulted in a free kick about 10 yards from our from our box when the bloke was going sideways and nowhere else which was quite frustrating to me the reader world one though I, I picked it up on the commentary they said it as well it was 85th minute I think it was he came off and they were going about him being booked he got big, booked in about the 20th minute yeah, mm. but I, I don't. I don't see the booking being in relation to. It. I just see it was a, a chance to keep the shape and the formation and, and what was keeping us in, a, in in the game in the mm. sense of, um, of 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 the position and positional play, and and then without but we're bringing Schlupp on to give us a bit more sort of guile going forward. So I, I don't see. I'm not with you both. I don't, I don't see them bringing on another striker unless they're going to change the formation. And they didn't change the formation, did they, towards the end? So that, that would have been the call, yeah. to change the formation and to bring the players on to the support staff. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I agree, Matt. I think it's change the formation to chase because you're chasing the game. You know, yeah. whether you then go 4-4-2, it seems strange that we kept with the same formation and didn't chase the game at that point. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. It, you know, it's, it's disappointing. Um but let's be honest, after a 16-day layoff, I don't know what you expected, but for us to come out like we did. But, you know, I, th- I think, you know, they, they like to put the stats up, don't they? I think, so that's, again, I think it's only the third time, isn't it, in about 33 games where we've taken the lead, where we've lost it 
Um, but that's the second time now since Christmas that we've been in the lead and lost the game. We lost it against West Ham and being in the lead and we've done it again up at Leicester. So we don't just seem to be quite holding on to it as well uh, as, as we can do. But, you know, again, okay. as we've said, they're third and they're chasing, you know, and they're a very good footballing side. So let's let's not get too bent out of shape over it. Sorry, Matt. Kev, 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 on that, do you think we took the lead too early then? Because I, you know, 12th minute... Yeah, at their place, and this, like you said, they're third in the league, going great yeah. guns. Is it was it was it a stretch too much of pace? It was a great start, but it was maybe a bit too early to get the goal. Do, do you know what, Matt? I think it's a good call. I don't think we took the lead too early. I think what we did was we conceded too early into the second half. I think yeah. to concede in the 49th minute, you know, let's be honest, Chicky's played very well. I don't know whether he slipped, lost his footing, or whatever, but then Ian Archo plays a great ball back and let's be honest, the kiddie takes it well, Castagna or whatever. Yeah. But I think to concede that goal, so if you think, you know, we, we, we're we very vulnerable normally in the first 10 minutes of the first half. To concede in the first five minutes of the second half, you know, you just need to see that first 10 minutes out of that second half to at least get your foothold in the game. That gives them the, the impetus and then we've talked about, you know, the goal, the second goal. It's a great goal, but again, could we have got a tackling? What you don't show Ian Nacho on his left foot, which is what we did, and then obviously he buries it. Sorry, Luke, over to you. What 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 did happen with the goal though, Luke? So so it's, I thought yeah. Czech went to head the ball, and it's like the 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 bloke's foot put him off. I don't know, and he wasn't fully committed. That's what it looked like to me. But I couldn't work. I watched the replay a number of times. I couldn't work it out. I wonder if Czech's been watching children's TV sort of at half past seven in the morning. He's watching a bit of Captain Scarlet or Thunderbirds. He, he tried to torpedo himself, didn't he, at, at the ball a little bit. and went a bit sort of horizontal. And, and, and I'm not really sure what he was trying to do, whether he was trying to try to play for a foul um, because he picked up a pretty cheap one early on in the game when, when Bardi, Bardi kicked him. Um, mm. I, so I don't, I don't know whether he fe- felt that there was a precedent set there so that if he was going to go down, he was going to get a foul. It looks, if I'm honest, weak defending from me, from Chicky for that one. And I think from the second one, uh, well, I don't know where PVA was, but I mean, look, we can do um, where's PVA every week, can't we? I, th- I think on the first one, Matt, in answer to your question, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they went to VAR, didn't they, just to check it? Because I think they were looking at either a handball or a high boot. And it, it was neither. But I think what he did by lifting his boot up with Chicky going down... I think he was off balance or whatever. But let's be honest, you know, Inacha's then got the speed of mind to not try and shoot, but to lay it back to Castagna. Castagna gives a good, very good run and sort of opens his body out. And let's be honest, he puts it across Chicky. Difficult, uh, sorry, not Chicky, uh, across Vinci. Um, difficult to say, but I, I think the problem for us was that it was literally 49th minute. And I think that then set the precedence for the second half. But having said that, as you say, before they get that second goal, we've had the Riedervel chance, which obviously, and 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 then in essence, Christian's header. Uh, and if that header from Christian, which was a free header, and I'm not knocking him because I thought he played very well tonight, if that goes anywhere other than straight at Schmeichel, we're in the lead again. Um, so disappointing, disappointing. I, I think it's disappointing because obviously we've got Man City Saturday. And again, without being um, disrespectful, I think we're going to struggle to go up there and get anything. But... 
I'm sure he'll play mostly a similar formation as he's played today. They're going to pass us to death. We know that. Um, so let's see what see what see what Saturday holds. Really, do, do you know what? I don't care that we lost tonight now because Captain Scott, I've got to mention this pod, which is absolutely brilliant. What a link! I don't know how you've done that one, but that's that's the best one yet. That definitely is. You should love Captain Scott. I've not seen it for years. And can Man City come? Can Man City come down to us? So that, that changes everything on Saturday. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> we, we might get two percent of possession. Yeah, this time absolutely. Yeah. And there's me. Yeah. And there's me worrying. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean. So, so okay. So it's a two-one defeat. You know, one the goal though to win it. I mean, goodness yeah. me, that was a, a rocket to get his feet the way way he does. And, and Leicester had chances around that as well, didn't they? I remember, there's a Scott Dan one where they were praising Vardy for not going down. I thought Scott Dan had a brilliant uh, tackle in the sense that he didn't tackle, but he went yeah. to, to tackle him. And I thought it was very good Scott Dan. The Leic- Leicester loving that was the commentary tonight. And I'm just looking up my telly, guys. It's still going on now. <laughs> it's still they, they've not they've not. Looked at one Palace thing, it's just been Leicester all the way along. So, um, yeah, we know who Sky were favouring tonight and wanted to win. Um, yeah. But, you know, are, are we taking positives from tonight, Kev? Are we are we picking up from 16 days ago, 4-1 defeat home to Chelsea? Are we picking up from 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 this and positives? Yeah, I, I certainly am, Matt. I thought we played very well. And I think if we'd come on this pod with a draw, we would have said, what a great performance. You know, I've, I've already said I felt our first half performance was as good as I've seen us work this season. I thought the work level was good. I thought Eze looked beautiful on the ball today. He glided on the ball a few times. Um, you know, I think we've been a bit naive with the second goal, unfortunately. But, you know, another day, we take those chances. Uh, so I've, I'm, I'm taking positives as such, Matt. I just don't want to see this slump like we had at the end of last season. I don't think we will, if I'm honest. I still think we got a say in some of what the other sides are going to do. Um, and we'll see how they go from there. But I, I think for the chasing pack, and I hate to say this for our West Ham friends and uh, Tottenham friends, I think them getting three points tonight is a, is a hammer blow for, for some of those sides, if I'm honest tonight. I really do. And I know you won't care because obviously we're Palace fans, but I still think I've got to get that mention in there every now and then because my mum laughed at how you boys ripped me to bits last time when I asked about Chelsea. Hello, Kev's mum. We haven't, we haven't given him a shout. Sorry about Hello that. Hello to Kev's mum. Hello to Kev's mum. Hello. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. Glad, glad you're still listening to us. She loves it. She probably, loves it. Probably fast forwarding through the Kev bits. She, she rips me to bits, mate. Every time when I'm when I don't pick up on the right things, she's good. And I must give my, if I may, can I give my little nephew a mention? Because as you know, he won a Palace FIFA 21 competition, and he played Eze at FIFA 21, and he said, "I'm going to put Guido up front, and I'll still be you." They had about eleven thousand hits. Getting their deals. Well is, that done, your, is that your is that your nephew? That's Kev? that's my nephew. He's famous. He's famous. He's more famous than his uncle Kev. All over the socials, all that, but on Twitter and Instagram, it's very good. Yeah, yeah good to see. And fair, play, and fair play to Eze. He was brilliant with him. He was yeah. really, really good with him. Fantastic. And obviously, not not only Dylan, obviously Dylan did very well, but obviously the other other boys as well. And it's lovely to see Palace fans having that interaction with with the players at a time like this, where obviously you can't have it otherwise. You can't see them in the flesh, so. I guess yeah. Zoom calls and playing them on FIFA is the, is yeah. the next best thing. So, so credit to the club for setting that sort of thing up. He was absolutely buzzing, Luke. Absolutely buzzing, mate. As I mean, really? not not Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there is there there are you know it's an important point to make, isn't it? That despite the Premier League, uh, Palace, and and you know the concern then that you lose touch with 
the, the sort of the local community, any younger fans, Palace are maintaining that. My, my daughter the other day asked when when I can take her to Palace. So you know, that's a box ticked in uh, for me. So now we're going to make sure that happens. So yeah, it, it's good that Palace are maintaining that connection. So hats off to them. Um, t- talking about the future, looking forward, Kev, you touched on Saturday. We've then got a run of games, which you could argue to finish the season off, have a few winnable ones in there. We've got Sheffield United, Aston Villa, uh, and then we've got Arsenal and Liverpool. Uh, we love a prediction on this pod. So five games to go. That's just, that's your ring of results. Luke, you can go first this time. How many points? You want points total? Do you? Yeah, okay. So I'm saying nothing for Man City on 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 Kev's BT Sport on Saturday. <laughs> I reckon win against Sheffield United, win against Villa, and I'll take a point out of Arsenal Liverpool. Well, that that's seven point points in it. If he said two wins and a draw, so what are you going for? Seven, Kev. What are you going for? Oh, do you know what, mate? I, I, I'm, I, I'm not going to sit on the fence. I'm going to say six. Where's your six points coming from? Aston Villa and Sheffield United. Okay, so right, <laughs> if, if if you do only get those two wins from Sheffield United, yeah. which is the eighth of May, and then the following Tuesday, yeah. that's a lot. That that that's it's not a lot, is it? When you consider the last five games of the season, are, are you going to be happy with that? And uh, more to the point, I guess, is is the general fan base going to be happy with that? I'm, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily going to be happy with it, Luke, but are we, as much as I'd like us to take something off Manchester City, Liverpool or Arsenal, um, I think Arsenal represents an opportunity, if I'm honest, more so than I think Liverpool or Man City do. Uh, but I didn't want to go with seven points the same as you because you'll say I'm copying you. I tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll be bold then, Luke. I'll go nine points and I'll say we'll beat Arsenal. Joel, sorry, mate, but I'm going to say go we'll on, beat mate. Arsenal. I'll go nine points then. There you go. Because I did, Love I it, did say a few weeks ago we'd get 45 points. So I need to, I need us to start picking up some of those points. Matt, go on, bro. you've all had right. time to work it out now and do your well, stats like- and artificial intelligence and all that. So go on, what are you saying? So I'm going for seven as well, but I'm going for a different string of results. So I'm, going for, I'm going for a defeat against Man City. I'm going for a win against Sheffield United. I'm going for a draw against Villa. And then we're going to beat Arsenal as well. I'm with you, Kev. So I'm going no, seven as well. So, so, so this is important then because potentially, given the Arsenal game hasn't been moved yet, the Liverpool game would be the only game, apart from Tottenham this season, that Palace have been in front of fans. Is that correct? Apart from the Tottenham home game, did we, did we yeah. play another game in front of the fans? No, Tottenham's the only home. game we played in front. Yeah. So, because I, I know there are some works or, or, or proposals to move the Arsenal, Arsenal game so that Palace fans can get in there for the last home game of the season. So, we're, we're thinking that Liverpool, last game of the season, Anfield with, I don't know, what, what are they saying, 5,000? Or it could be more now. Now they've announced today they could potentially have 21,000 in the FA Cup final, which is which is great news You know, for wow. anyone who watched the, the Carabao Cup final at the weekend. It made yeah. it so much more enjoyable having fans there, yeah. And that and that, that may be 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 the be the factor there. And it's hope that Palace fans can get in the stadium before the end of the season. Yeah. And um, yeah, by by whatever means, it will make a hell of a difference to everyone's uh, season. I think. Yeah, good stuff. Can, so can I say the finish in the league then? Ooh. Ooh. So I I'll can't see us finishing. A, I'm going to say 13th, mate. I think we're going to stay where we are, mate. I, I think we're going to struggle to get too much higher. Yeah, I'm with you, Luke. Yeah, I don't know. Fifth. I, I mean, it's, it's difficult. <laughs> it's, it's, it's difficult without knowing the the other teams' uh, fixtures to hand because you look below us: Burnley, Southampton, Newcastle, Brighton, Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield United. They're all teams that I'd expect. Maybe this is uh, you know undue expectation, but I'd expect Palace to be finishing above. 
And you look above us, you've got Wolves and Villa, who, who Palace, you know, have got a chance of fighting in the round. I'm, I'm going to go 12th. I'm going to optimistically, I'm going to, I'm going to go to finish higher, one higher in 12th. And let's hope that the um, the points I've suggested are enough to get us there. Okay, so can I ask can I ask you boys a question then? So Matt, if we finish twelfth or thirteenth with say forty five points, is that an acceptable season for you? Brilliant season, brilliant, brilliant season. Yeah, uh, very, very little to nil investment. Uh, COVID situation, no fans at Sellers Park, so no twelfth uh, man, as they say. Um, fantastic outcome. Luke, you for me, this has all been very much a, a treading water season for me, mate. So. <clears throat> Uh, given there's no fans in the stadium and, and that's a big pull for Palace in terms of getting results, I think, as we showed against against Tottenham. Yeah, for us to, to survive pretty comfortably, fine by me if I'm honest, let's see if we can crack on once uh, the world returns to some sort of normality next season. So, Kev, yeah. before I ask you, can I just ask Luke to expand a little bit on that? So, for Crystal Palace to tread water in mid-table, mid-table mediocrity, what, what more do we want as Palace fans? Well, I'm, don't I'm say a cup run. You can't say a cup run. Well, that, that is obviously what Palace want, is it? Because if you're mid-table, you want a cup run. But, but I, I, tread water in the sense that, you know, like you say, Bluff, there's been no investment in the squad, or, or little to no investment in the squad. I mean, obviously, you can... <laughs> it, it seems strange to say that £16 million potentially rising to 22 or 23 for Eze is, is, is no investment. But in, in the sense that you're, you've got an ageing squad who uh, 10 of them are still out of contract or haven't been decided on. To have a manager in his last... Uh, months of his his contract and not knowing if he's got any future. Same for same for the, the ten players. I, I, I'm very happy. I, I don't mean treading water in the disparaging way. I mean it's it's Palace to be treading water in this in this scenario is, is impressive. Um, considering there's more than likely going to be a big sea change in the summer, and I just hope that the direction that that, that we take is is uh, treading water again or consolidating rather than downwards. So Kev, treading water. Uh, we've had sea changes. Any other marine terminology you'd like to throw in there for us for your uh, for your views? Oh, blimey. Well, I've got my armbands on, so I don't know if that counts. But uh, but ultimately, <laughs> I, I would say, yeah, I mean, no, I, for me, Matt, it's been, a, it's been an okay season. I think if we ended up with 45 points, I think that would be a very reasonable season uh, for the reason you guys have said. Not having fans in this stadium, I think, has a big impact on Crystal Palace. I really do. Um, for us but let's be honest as we've said we will be having our ninth season in the Premier League our ninth season in the Premier League when you think the best we've ever done was four seasons before that you know we're not a yo-yo club yes we've got to be careful to avoid the Stoke City environment next season but I'm sure Having watched with pride Mr. Parrish last week when the European Super League was on and he spoke very eloquently, as always, about football and the importance of that, I'm very comfortable that our club is in safe hands. Uh, and, you know, without wishing to sound cliche in Steve, I trust. Um, so let's see where we go from there. So for me, we're in at the deep end, Matt, but let's see what it looks like. Lovely. Well, I was I was just going to add to that, Kev. This this hope that you know that Palace are lifted next season, and that they ocean drive oh. towards a higher position. Uh, referencing obviously the Lighthouse family there. You know, if, if what is song, it? So. I, I, I'm impressed, mate. Lifted. I'll love s- it. He, he's, he's unbelievable. I'll, Go on, mate. I've I've said it before. We could be on the crest of a wave here, guys. Oh, we have to, have to remember that. 
And we could very quickly drown. You can't forget that. You cannot forget that. I, I am still very, very um, anxious, is probably the word, about next season. Um, and if we start the season without Roy yeah. and we start the season with uh, a number of these players departing, I will be concerned for our well-being next year. And I think we will need your armbands, Kev. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right, mate. I think you're right. I think um, I know we've been we haven't wanted to do this for a little while um, because it's with stuff we've covered before. But the closer it gets to the end of the season, we're still not knowing what's going on. Does does make me feel a little bit apprehensive. Uh, and I think I was the same as you previously. If it ends up with another season with Roy, I, I mean, I thought tonight tactically you got it right, you know. And if we'd come away with a point. With the four-five-one formation, I thought we looked very good actually. So, in, in Roy, I trust in that context, but I think the way things are at Palace, you just never know, right? It's what makes us Palace fans and why we love it because you just never quite know what's coming. Very good, very good. It's Dougie. It's Henry. It's Dougie. Dougie. It's Dougie. Yeah, it's Frank. I tell you, it's Frank. If, if not, if not, if the not, ball. Jose. I know Luke's up for Jose. So, well, there was a thing earlier that that. Was it Sky? They suspended betting on, on Lampard being Palace's next manager earlier today. And that was most likely due to someone just lumping a lot on him rather than any sort of inside information, <laughs> I, I assume. It's that was me. It's Kev. It's Kev. He's been down a problem having a word with, with a Mate, You know the rules. You know, the, I've, been caught, I've been telling you it was Frank the week after he left Chelsea. Listen, mate, what can I tell you? I can't believe that. I, I was down the betting shop. I got, I got the wrong Frank. I was, I was lumping on the bar. <laughs> Have. I think Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner's coming in. I've heard. <laughs> I tell you, look at the odds. Look at the odds for Dougie. I've got no idea what they are, but you know, it's, it's I don't know they exist. Ray Lewinson, maybe. You know, yeah. Ray. Anyway, big Ray. Big Ray. Anyway, let's, let's, let's wrap. Let's wrap this up before we get any more silly chaps. Thanks as always. Uh, it's always great to have a chat with you, especially after a defeat. Always lifts my uh, it's my spirit. Um, yeah, well done to Palace tonight. You know, an improved performance, and uh, let's see where we go on Saturday. A uh, lovely 12.30 kickoff uh, home to Man City. Mm. So, uh, yeah, not one to look forward to in a few ways. But we will, as a Palace fan, look forward to another Premier League game against uh, what would very like to be the champions, right? So thanks thanks for our listeners for, for tuning in again. Uh, as always, at Six Points Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and as I said earlier, don't forget to subscribe to your favourite podcast provider for the pods as soon as they come available. <laughs> that was like a pre-recorded ad, wasn't it, that one? Um, until next time. As always, stay safe and up the palace. Up, up the, the palace. palace. Up to palace. The Six Pointer Podcast. Uh-huh.